of a black hole? Have you ever heard of the word black hole? Or do you have any idea what a black hole really entails? Like the whole idea of a black hole, do you know what it entails? Now, if you think of a black hole, you know, the reason why a black hole is so scary to talk about or even to think about, or even to think about getting involved into a black hole, is because it has so much gravity that it can even absorb light. And once absorbed in, even light can't get out. You've probably seen light. You know what light is, right? You've also been taught in school how fast light travels, right? So can you imagine a space where even light gets absorbed in and it can't be allowed out? Or think about sound. Like, sound travels very fast. And if you compare the two, obviously now, it, it really is kind of crazy to think about. So, why are we talking about black hole today? Well, besides the fact that you'd be learning more about black hole itself, which is a good thing for you, we figured out something quite interesting. Somehow, the idea of a black hole relates with that empty feeling that someone gets or that moment when someone panics or gets anxious about something. So, a very quick question. If, per se, you are being absorbed into a black hole, what would be your biggest fear? Is it that you know, or rather you're not aware of what you're going to land on since the black hole has its job is basically to absorb something inside it. So you're not sure whether it absorbed some big rock or maybe it already absorbed some ticking bomb and you don't know that maybe when you land, you're the person who will land on it to just activate it. Or is the fear of getting absorbed into a black hole related to the fact that inside a black hole, literally, maybe there's just nothing. No light, no sound, meaning there's nothing to activate your intuition, right? So if you think about it, you know, when that feeling of panic comes by, it kind of is the same way because you panic because you are not aware of what is coming. There's no hope, right? If it's something that you're doing, most of the times you realize that when you are like panicking about something, it's because you don't have control. And then again, you fear that you, you don't know what's gonna happen next. And at the back of your mind, you have like, you've created an image of these huge things that might go wrong in that process, right? Say you are expecting something, like maybe you went for an interview for a job, so you're expecting to get the results. At the back of your mind, you like contemplate the worst that could happen. You're not getting the job, right? Which means again, you have to start the whole process all over again. But again, part of the panic is you've applied for the job, you're panicking that, will I even pass the interview? Maybe you've just gotten an invite. Then you start like, am I really well prepared enough for the interview and such? So it's the idea of like not knowing, not having control, and then obviously expecting the worst somehow. Is the idea of having control and knowing what is coming next and like being in position to predict the results of what you are doing a good thing? Or, I mean, because in that instance, it would feel like if you already know what the outcome is going to be, then is it really a challenge? Because that means that you can, you already know what the results are going to be. So you don't feel challenged in any way, which means you don't put an extra effort toward achieving whatever it is that you're working on, right? 
and the fact that you don't put in any extra effort then it means then the results would be just kind of basic as much as you, you might be happy with the results yeah but you didn't put in extra effort and the only part that comes in that we put in extra effort to do something is because we are not aware of the results which means we try and do as much as possible to ensure that the results come to the positive side right but again it's it's something that you define as a win-win situation yeah like because by the end of the day if you are not aware of the results then obviously you put in extra work and when you put in the extra creativity to go with that the results that come out would like surprise you because they would surpass your expectations but in the part that you already know the results you have control of the results then it means then the results will just be the common results that you expected which means your work won't be as unique and thus the reward will be just a normal reward that you expected which in this case would be like none right now if you are not aware of what the results would be and then you don't have control over the results that you'd achieve then it means you would panic you'd feel a bit anxious right and that feeling of anxiety is it's a good thing as long as it doesn't exceed some level you know there's some level of anxiety that if you exceed then it's good to seek some medical attention right so with this standard level of anxiety you know people react differently to anxiety right that those who simply like become inactive they can't really make any sort of progress at all and on the other hand we have those who it kind of like ignites their creativity and that part of their brain that now makes them perform even better and on the other hand we have those who simply like become dormant in a way based on and whatever it's making them anxious they become dormant which means this second group of people they get they're very close to that point of panicking and because you know once you panic you like you can as well panic but still get things under control and fix whatever the issue that you are going through right so if you bring this back to the idea of a black hole what you were talking about earlier if anything i think no one would fear being absorbed into the black hole if you knew what was inside it maybe you knew that inside a black hole like it's the ultimatum you don't have to worry about anything and you'll just forever live a life then no one would be scared of being absorbed into the black hole but the fact that you we as human beings necessarily don't know what's inside the black hole not even the light that has been absorbed in there is reflecting back to anything that's what makes it so fearful to even have the thought of getting close to a black hole right so that's why we are trying to relate this to if you are in like that panic state you're working on a project you are not sure of like what are the results you're not sure whether you are putting in enough or maybe it's the right thing for you to be doing in the first place then you become a bit panicky and a bit anxious and then the question is how do you react to anxiety how do you react to that kind of a situation what is your output level when you are anxious and if anything you know by the day every day when you leave the house in the morning no one really knows what will happen out there we generally have plans but you don't really know what's going to happen between you leaving the house 
and getting to wherever you're going. If it's school, you know, when you leave the house, you know you're going to go to school. And of course, you have a timetable that you're going to follow throughout the day. But in between those classes, you are not necessarily aware of what's going to happen. You leave it to your faith. So you just believe like, you know what, I'll be safe. But again, this has a lot to do with your environment and the things that are happening around you. Obviously, if you were leaving the house, say in Uppsala, going to school, you'd expect it to be normal, right? Nothing extraordinary would happen between that space. And you'd attend your classes, get back home and repeat, right? The following day, the weekend comes, you get some sort of a break, and then that's the end of it. And it keeps repeating, repeating, repeating. And that's life, generally. Unlike a kid, say, in Syria, when they're leaving the house, they're not really sure whether they're going to step on some implanted bomb. Now, prior to this talk today, you know, I was really thinking, personally, like, what really makes me happy? Like, happy, happy. Because I was in a, like, a conversation the other day with a friend of mine, and he was generally asking me, like, what do I do for fun? Like, I don't know. <laughs> what do I do for fun? You know, sometimes it feels like you want to even ask a question. If someone asks you, like, what do you do for fun? I would ask, like, the first question that rings into my mind is, what is fun? Like, what is fun? What do I consider as fun? <laughs> yeah, I just, because I want to ask you the same question. What do you really consider as fun? Or what do you do for fun? Obviously, in my case, it's not like I would say blah, 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 something like very specific that, you know what? I find this object fun. It kind of like I will try to mine it out. Like, really, <laughs> what do I really do for fun? Like, what's fun to me? When I say I'm having a break, what is it that I do for that? Hmm. Well, I'll give you a list of common things that people do for fun. Some people drink alcohol. Uh, some people go watching games. Like, if you like watching, like, say, hockey or football or soccer, whichever one you do. And some, it's uh, watching movies. That's also something you do for fun. But wait a minute. Is it that the element of fun is the fact that you do it with your friends? You don't do it alone. Is, is it possible to have something you do for fun that you actually just do alone? Don't think about the hobbies. I mean, can you really do something for fun without friends or someone else around? Well, that's for you to think about. So personally, like, you know, in that instance, for me, it was, it is more of like, I don't really know what I do for fun. Or I don't really know what fun is to me. I think maybe it's that feeling I get once I've accomplished doing something, maybe. I'm not sure. Like, maybe after this has gone live, I would be like, you know what? I did this. Like, if I see, like, it's getting positive results, then, yeah, I feel, I feel a bit happy. If I was anxious about anything, then, yeah, I would feel less anxious for that matter. So maybe that it, that's what it is. But again, for so many, that would feel a bit weird because, you know, if it's fun, it has to be, you know, you go out to the pub and just drink up, party, and just have fun, right? Okay. 
okay so this is a bit broken like the segments are a bit broken and if they don't like link to each other that's also okay please bear with that now at this point we decided to just follow up like try to figure out like what could be a reason for anxiety right what could be a reason to like what really makes you panic maybe is it really possible that you can impress everyone no i mean the answer to that question is very straightforward no it's not obviously no matter how good you do no matter how good you think you are there's someone else somewhere would come in and say like you know what that's not good enough for me so the fact is kind of we've spent so much time like trying to change how people feel about us or trying to change or trying to take control of that image that someone has over you right you see when you see me for the first time or if you've been seeing me for a while maybe you've created like an image in your head of of just who I am and the things that maybe I do right so if I try to come in and take control over that and maybe try to change how you think or how you feel about me my friend that's a difficult thing to do and generally you'd not want to be involved in that you know why because first of all you can't do it and second of all it's a lot of work every day i mean we are different as i already mentioned and i think i've mentioned this so many times we are totally different people on this earth and we like totally different things and we feel differently on different situations so maybe if we saw something together i might feel different from obviously i would feel differently from how you feel so here's a good question if for instance right now you are to meet yourself obviously you're going to judge yourself after you first see yourself you're like oh that guy is cool or it could be a negative judgment it could be like huh, you know what maybe you could have cut down your hair i think you'd look better but remember this is you seeing you meeting you the only difference is now not you on a mirror but rather another version of you who is an actual human being i'm pretty sure you'd change something about that person you know first of all you don't know what people think about you so if you try to change it i mean how do you change something that you don't even know what it looks like that's now the first level of its difficulty first of all you, you it's not possible at this current generation to get into someone else's brain and know what they're thinking about you it's obvious that your brain is just creating an impression of what they're thinking about you which might not be what they're thinking about you so it's like you've gone ahead and created an impression into their brain and then now you want to try and change that what you don't know is you're trying to change what doesn't exist how do you change something that doesn't exist i mean if you think of it scientifically i mean it's like trying to divide one by zero it's anyway so that is like the first instance and then now since it's unambiguous you know most of the times we find ourselves like trying to solve an ambiguous problem trying to divide one by zero which is it's a computer error so can you imagine it yourself trying to do that and not realizing that that's what you're trying to do you know it really builds a lot of pressure on you and as i always say like you know 
not really try to change what people think about you because really you don't even know what people think about you so it's about you living your life right and obviously being considerate that it's just not you there's so many other human beings on earth so no matter what you do it's just about being considerate about i think the best word here is empathy think about it like try to think about this way if for instance i was supposedly to do something to you or what you are about to do to someone else supposedly if someone was to do it to you how would it feel would you like it i mean so that's like an instance where before you do something you try to imagine of that kind of a situation before you do something to someone else whether it's a good or a bad thing and then in that instance you know you might come up with a resolution then you think about it like huh yeah i don't think i would like that if someone did that to and then obviously you wouldn't want to do that to someone else because already you've known that it's not a cool thing right to receive on your end but again sometimes certain things are like just necessary they're like unavoidable sometimes they just happen right and sometimes you just don't have control of what really happens i'll give you an example maybe someone panics a lot right and once they panic they just can't do certain things or once they panic they just tend to do certain things it's more of like an addiction of some sort so on your personal level you feel like maybe this person is just not considerate at all so if that person is not really considerate maybe they are actually considerate only that situations really automatically puts them in you know some sort of a corner that they don't really have so much to do so i think that's where the element of the element of empathy comes in just before you do something to someone else it's more of like thinking like what if i were that person how would it feel if i steal something from someone else if someone were to steal something from me how would that feel you know it's obviously it won't be a good feeling and the fact that it won't be a good feeling means that you don't want someone else to do it to you so necessarily you don't want to do it to someone else okay back to the black hole yeah so the black hole you know all these things that we've talked about today somehow they're like related with they're related to the idea of a black hole not knowing what is going to happen next and you not knowing what's going to happen next makes you a bit anxious right sorry about the background noise it makes you like a bit anxious so if it makes you a bit anxious then it can also makes you do certain things that you wouldn't expect to do somehow because okay think about it this way like a turtle like if you touch it in a manner that it feels like it's you are dangerous to it obviously it will hide under its shell So obviously even for us as human beings we have those sort of shells that we hide inside once we feel like you know things are not going right here it's only that it varies maybe your shell is some sort of addiction so you do drugs when you that's like your shell right and for some people maybe their shell is they just basically go mute they just don't want to interact with anyone at all and for some the shell could be they just become so you know kind of very aggressive or maybe just so i don't know how to put it maybe 
dangerous in a way so then you don't want to get across their path because that would mean you are risking getting hurt or something so we have the ideas that we have that are protective bubble that we resort to when you're like in a situation but what if even that protective layer that you believe in ceases to exist do you now turn into is that like the point when a human becomes like you cross that path of stop being an human and becoming an animal like a wild animal so here's a situation you are in trouble and every time you're in trouble no matter which trouble you're in you'll always like resort to something maybe you get away from people right or maybe you go to you, maybe you go to your resort you like that favorite place to to retreat to so that is like temporarily your medicine to this kind of problems that you go through in the instance that that protective layer doesn't exist what happens next and for instance maybe you try to look for other options which you normally have in place in case you can't access that place obvious for instance just say whenever you feel overwhelmed you just book a ticket and you go out on some like you just go to some beautiful island and then retreat from there okay so here's a situation maybe now when this panicking process is happening you don't have necessarily don't even have the funds to even book that flight or afford to go for that you know take a retreat on that resort and then it means you think about other solutions okay maybe i could just keep away from people maybe just go home and just relax man or just try to get away from all these sort of pressures but now what if even that second option ceases to exist i'll tell you one thing for sure your panic level would go high and once your panic level rises it means of course you lose control that's that's a fact and then you tend to lose that delicate part of being a human being and then you become a bit rational and then now you you just you technically like panic like that's the point when you stop being okay i think this has been like in movies somehow i would say yeah i mean it's the same instance like when you watch this movies like the end of the world or uh, london down or something like that you see once things are going hey why obviously everyone panics and then things become chaotic even those who we might think were the most innocent people in the public people just starts fighting and that's just one thing about human beings right say for instance right now things are just to maybe the sky turns into which color like red like deep red you know people would panic people would start fighting for no good reason it's not like whoever the fighting is the person who made the sky go red no they didn't and those people really know that those people don't make didn't make the sky go red so then why do they fight or maybe if 
something like really really aggressive is happening and then people start rushing for the door all at once obviously no one would be able to go out because you'd be blocking the door and then someone just becomes so annoyed because he can't get out he starts blaming the person in front of him and then they just pick up a fight here's a good example if you're like just strolling on the street a very quiet street clean and very nice street to stroll in right and then over sudden like someone just say one person passes you running and then you'll be like huh the guy just likes running he's in a hurry and then one minute later two people hmm. then you start wondering like okay 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 i can take this three people running i mean that's normal and then all of a sudden five people come running and this time they're like very quick then you'll be like okay okay hold it hold it maybe this this is just normal i don't know maybe these guys are on some sort of they're late for class or something but then everyone around you just starts running what do you do of course from your brain It's just like your muscles will start flexing easily and you just start running. You you'll just also run. And then things start getting chaotic. Everyone is running. You don't know where you are running, but you just run. Yeah, I remember like when we were in primary school and then we had this scouting camp that was going on. So we were like camping out for a whole week. And then on the third day, it was like on a remote area and obviously we kept telling scary stories at night of how there was weird weird people would come around and just steal things and also beat you up or something and those kind of scary stories that you tell when you're young so but then one night i think that night i don't know what was happening first of all it was raining and i think our campfire like died so early so what happened is everyone went to bed But then in the middle of the night like everyone was running like I for me I don't I don't really know what happened to date but I just remember being woken up by the sound of everyone running and shouting and tents like you know moving and all that you see I also woke up but I didn't really it took me like like I would say 30 seconds before because I woke up and everyone was like running right left right and center and then that's the same thing I did. I simply also woke up and started running. I didn't bother to ask like dude, why are you running? Or <laughs> and I didn't stop anyone and ask them like wait, where are we running before I continue? <laughs> yeah, I woke up to the rhythm and that's what people were doing and I just ran in the forest like you're just running and shouting, yeah? shouting I don't really remember what you are shouting about but I don't know. Was it like thieves, thieves? So you can imagine, you don't even think about stopping and asking like, huh, so everyone is running. Why should I also run because everyone is running? And most times this can be related to just our daily lives. Sometimes we find ourselves doing things because we've seen others do them and maybe not just others, but majority of others do them. So we also just feel like, yeah. Everyone else is doing it so why can't I do it as a Hey guys so here's a fact you know if you like 
are in a bad situation or a situation that you would consider as bad because necessarily it may not be a bad situation because as much as you might consider it as a bad situation maybe someone else would consider it as like the best situation they would want even to be part of so think about this normally when someone for instance pisses you off you know you get angry right so when you get angry it lasted for like it lasts for some time and then after a while maybe after you've rested the anger kind of just fades away and then you become a bit normal and then you become more reasonable when you are tackling that issue that maybe that pissed you off so if you think about it as well these things that makes us panic you know at that moment if we try to deal with it at that very moment when you're panicking or when you're so anxious then obviously it means that the decisions that you're going to make out of that situation are a bit unreasonable right and you can end up making some really really bad decisions like really really bad decisions but if that situation like it reaches a point when it's so difficult you like have no control about it you can't really change it you panic but even over a period of times say like a whole day 24 hours you know you come to terms with the situations as they are so one thing about this that i find interesting is that maybe we necessarily need to not tackle things when they are happening right because if you try to like really deal with it immediately it really becomes so difficult and so even much more scary than anything else so but obviously you know we have different ways of tackling that, those kind of situations obviously if for instance i was feeling a bit anxious like extraordinarily anxious i think i would feel much better if i had a listen to some music especially some music that i like especially like they call it uh, chill hop they kind of like keep you calm and you can resonate with the situations and then you'll be like huh, yeah i mean maybe we could have done this differently so it's like say for instance when you like got so annoyed about certain thing happening and then after a period of time when you like get over that situation or when the situation comes down a bit or when you yourself come down a bit then you come to realize that huh yeah had i made that call that moment to talk to that person maybe things would not have gone well you know so you come to terms with the situations and then you become more reasonable tackling this sort of situations I don't really want to put it in a way that feels like I'm a master on anxi- feeling like that feeling of anxiousness or that panic feeling that we get but I'm just trying to think about like these situations and from my personal experience like generally I've been through the same situations and then I've like you know it's good to the thing about those people who invented things is that once they went through a process they actually looked deeper into how they reacted to that process or like when you're writing code you know and then it fails you don't just leave it there you come and back and investigate like why did this code not work or why did this bug come up or something of that sort and then obviously write a test for it so then it never pens again so it is the same instance if you think about it if you went through some sort of a situation maybe a friend let you down like a lot than you expected and then obviously you panicked somehow or you felt a bit so disappointed with the situation 
you know you pick up something from there and then next time if such kind of a situation happens again then obviously you deal better with it i think that's what makes people different that's what makes uh, someone excel in their field because they can close all the loopholes as soon as they discover them yeah and that's very important i remember one of my lecturers kept keeps telling us that you know what if you find a problem in the system don't wait for the right person to come and fix it i mean if you have the capabilities of fixing that problem then go ahead and fix it and you'd have saved the day so that's like the notion of it and then i'm trying to correlate this with the point of anxiety or panic or you know when you think about what causes you to panic or what causes you to be anxious maybe the first time it's okay obviously the first time you you like get hit like really hard like and you really feel the pain you really have to deal with the first instance of all this but if it happens again you know you'll be a, a little bit like you'll be a bit susceptible to the situation so then you'd be known okay so this happened it's the same situation like last time last time i had to take five hours to go through this so you prepare yourself mentally that okay five hours again this time but at least i know after this this is the outcome so you know you can already predict what's going to happen next and such now at this point we realize that this has been going on and for a while and it's we are not really capturing the context of a student but anyway that's for you to judge at this moment do we really have we forgotten the idea of biscuits with the word u n i in front of it let's see here what let's see what we had to say about this now let's bring this back to the context of a student situation i know most of us like really panic during exam period we panic before a lecture like maybe i haven't done my assignments and such or maybe you haven't just done the research so if you go back to the lecture hall you feel like you are out of context and I, of course you know that comes with the fear of wondering like so what will my classmates think of me <laughs> they might think that i'm really dumb or something like that right so in that instance you know it's about also again dealing with that kind of a situation you know the first day you went to the university you were like a bit anxious you are not sure like will i find the right friends like what will other people think about me or what will they think about how i speak what would they think about how i look and generally what would they think about how i perform in class because that's why you are there in the first place and most importantly you know the main point of panic and anxiousness when you first join it's about like i don't have friends and it seems like everyone else has friends around me so it's like you're panicking like trying to figure out shit like how is this going to go out and what would my first friend be like or who who is going to be my roommate who is going to be my like there's so many questions to answer and so little answers to even put in front of those questions but again with time you get to like you know become a bit used to the situation you'd say so then you know that oh, okay fine i'm getting this feeling now it's just like last time and this is how i deal with it so per se if you are to change schools or you are going to visit like a new school for a period of time you'd be less panicky because you had gone this through the same problem previously 
and in a way you kind of came up with solutions for each of those problems. Obviously you can replicate the same solutions or maybe the solutions that you came with last time were not as appropriate so this time you can fine tune them, right? So there's that element of like always first going through like an unknown situation and then you figure out how to go about it on a personal level because you know these are like really they're uniquely to you in that instance. Black holes are not necessarily big. In fact, they can be on various sizes. So if you think of the issues that you're tackling, don't be let's not be so quick to say like, you know, it's a big thing or maybe it's a small thing so you can just ignore it. It's like a black hole. It can be big or small. And the fact that you can't tell whether it's big or small based on the impact that it might have on you, you don't want to like you don't want to preempt and come up with answers and try to figure like you know for this I can deal with it in this instance and such so I mean because most of the times you'd be like maybe you perceive it as small but it was actually big or maybe you perceive it as big but it was actually small but to be honest I don't know the best way to deal with that but obviously there's always that first time which can be a bit difficult I have to be honest but after that first time, you might want to replicate the solutions to that on the next process. So then you know, like, yeah, I mean, I've been through the same situation. This is how I dealt with it last time. And based on that procedure that I took last time, these were the results. So considering that, maybe this time I would try it differently because I didn't necessarily like the results of last time. Or maybe if the results of last time were like really, really perfect, then you just generally sound tune whatever happened and then it means you're even expecting better results anyway so since you are talking about black holes uh, we have a few facts for you just to learn about black hole so as you mentioned at the beginning what is a black hole so generally a black hole is a place inside space where gravity pulls so much that even light cannot get out and the gravity is so strong mainly because the matter has been squeezed. The matter inside the black hole has been squeezed into a tiny space. This happens when a star is dying, most cases. Okay, that is like just a notion that scientists have come up with so far. Now, because no light can get out, people can't see black holes and they are like invisible. So if you like study those two patterns, then obviously you'd know whether there's a black hole next to it because maybe that with a black hole, you see, it forms, it draws things around it generally. So if maybe it's light, say, say there's a black hole next to the sun and the, and the black hole is absorbing the sun, you'd see the sun behaving differently because it would form a ray of light from the sun itself into the black hole, which means it forms some sort of a pattern. So then that's the only way you'd see a black hole. And obviously you'd still need the telescopes with special tools. And here's the second fact. How big are black holes? Well, black holes can be big or small, just as I mentioned earlier. And scientists think that the smallest black holes are as small as one atom. Do you know the size of an atom? Do you take science classes or chemistry classes? Now, these black holes are very tiny, but have the mass of a large mountain. Now, that itself is very crazy. and mass is the amount of matter or stuff in an object can you just think of a black hole the size of an atom yet the mass inside it 
is as huge as Mount Everest. I mean, like, <laughs> science is just funny. <laughs> now, another kind of black hole is called stellar. Now, its mass can be up to 20 times more than the mass of the sun. I mean, you can already imagine how big the sun is. Earth's galaxy is called the Milky Way, obviously we know that, and the largest black holes are called supermassive. Now, these black holes have masses that are more than one million suns together. One million suns put together. Scientists have found proof that every large galaxy contains a supermassive black hole at its center. The supermassive black hole at the center of the Milky Way has an equal mass to about 4 million suns and would fit inside a very large ball that could hold a few million Earths. <laughs> it's funny to think about it. But anyway, these are facts about black holes because you are talking about black holes generally. So how do black holes form anyway? So scientists think that the smallest black holes formed when the universe began. Stellar black holes are made when the center of a very big star falls in upon itself or collapses. Think about you've made a pie and the pie collapses inside itself. That's a black hole. Yeah. Now, when this happens, it causes a supernova. Now, a supernova is an exploding star that blasts part of the star into space. You know what? I'll just stick to computer science. This space science is kind of crazy. Like, this is... <laughs> I mean, it's like... I can't even comprehend this fact. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening to today's episode. It was a bit broken into different segments. And it was generally recorded in different places. So I hope you found something and you learned something about it. And we are so happy we've managed to put this up as soon as we could. So thank you so much. Till next time. Adios.